Why do we live our life completely backwards? Welcome back to the All I Have show, and today I'm going to be talking about something that I'm very passionate about, something that really drives just about everything I do, and really something I didn't learn until too late, honestly, or, or you know, or not that I didn't learn it, but really started to truly embody what it means and what, what we're really doing here. And so today, that topic that I want to talk about is the topic in the United States, I guess I'll call it financial system or economy, society, whatever, however you want to define it, it's the most common workplace situation of retirement. I don't know, I mean, I struggle to figure out, I guess, where this came from. And I guess if we look way back, you know, it, it makes sense that, you know, you had to work so hard and hopefully build up and someday get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. But I feel like with everything we have today, all the knowledge, the systems, the technology, there's no reason that you have to work your entire life away for this idea that someday you get to relax and enjoy life a little bit. It's like this this very dim light at the end of an incredibly long tunnel that we all shoot for, but we're putting so much of our daily emphasis, our daily life's energy, the one thing that we'll never get back, the most valuable resource on this planet, and that's our time. The, even the you know richest person in the world, currently I think it's Elon Musk or... Uh, Jeff Bezos, whoever these multi-billionaires are, they can't even afford to buy more time. It's it's just effervescent. It's ah, it's it's so valuable. And yet every day, most Americans, most people in general, get up, rush out the door, tell their kids they're you know the, the most important people in their life. They rush them out the door kick them off the school or the sitter so that they can go off and give their life's energy to someone else, to an employer, to a, a job, to, to something for a little bit of money. And if they do that for 50, 60 years, one day you'll get to enjoy it when, you know, in a, in a perfect scenario, you get to enjoy it one day when you're you're there's almost ah oh, there's very low likelihood in a perfect scenario that you're even maybe a tenth of as healthy as you are today and so you get this money you finally make it to the end of this journey this uh you know tunnel that you're you're climbing down and you're likely not in the greatest shape of your life like what what are you really gonna do you might you might get into golf uh you, know, you get to enjoy golf you might get to do some traveling but but with who maybe your spouse if you guys are fortunate enough to be you know to live long enough and both have the the you know health to be able to enjoy that travel one day I mean it's and, and we're talking about a perfect scenario here so I, I know this is this might be a long-winded one um, because I, I just I really want to emphasize the importance of not just 
accepting, you know, what society says that we have to do and work our whole life away for, um, for someone else when we're living in, you know, we, we look forward to these golden years as, you know, uh, as the term calls it, where you, where you are older and get to enjoy it. But in, in my mind, your golden years are when you're in your prime, when you want all the time possible to spend with the most important people in your life, which for me, and if you have kids, they are likely your children and your family, not to leave them all day so that you can go out and earn an income. So I think, all right, so, so we'll jump in here. Um, and I don't know if it's just, you know, around me lately, I've had a lot of loss and so this this just becomes even more a passionate for me to lean in on. But uh, guys, recently, um, a good friend and mentor of mine, I'm um, extremely successful individual. I'm not going to call him out on the show, but you've likely heard his name um, before. Uh, in his late twenties, had an awesome relationship with his wife. Had two awesome kids. They're great parents. Uber successful real estate investors. He actually just lost his his wife um, at, with a, after a long battle of cancer in their 20s. I mean, you know, most people, when we think about this, we think, oh, that, you know, I, I'm too young, I'm too healthy, that won't happen to me. But guys, it's very, I mean, you just never know. You never promise tomorrow. So to 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 invest so much for a promise of 30 years from now, geez, man, it's just, uh, I just, it, I can't buy into it. And so uh, often, and in, in the kind of the intent of this show is what can you do about it? And I'm going to give you some steps to do that. But first, I, I have to, um, I have to touch on the fisherman's parable. You, you've likely heard it before, but if not, I, I have to at least re- Gurgitate it here for anyone who hasn't heard it. It's so powerful. Um, I have to credit Tim Ferriss. Um, I think it was in one of his books or maybe his podcast where he first walked through this fisherman's parable and it really, really hit home to me. Because if you're a go getter, someone who really gets after it, you, we, if you're anything like me, you, you always have ideas. We have ideas, we're passionate, we, we always think of like, how can we maximize our return? How can we turn up the volume on our business, increase profits? We, we have to be growing, we have to be, you know, really investing in, you know, compounding our money. And so the fisherman's parable, um, the, the kind of the, the story or um, fable, if you will, goes that this, this wealthy businessman uh, goes on a trip to, I think him and his wife go on a trip to one of these small fishing islands down in the Caribbean. Um, they're on this trip, you know, just, you know, they got all kind of money. They're just enjoying themselves. Um, it, you know, it, walking through, experiencing the local, um, the local town. So they're on this little fishing dock, you know, looking at watching the sunset and they see this guy, uh, get off his little fishing canoe and he caught four, four beautiful fish, uh, you know, and it, you know they're down there enjoying the seafood, all the the, the local food, and the the banker, the wealthy businessman, is just comments on the guy. Wow, you know how to go out and catch those fish, man. Those look so tasty, um, man. I would, you know, the, I know people that would give a lot of money for to be able to catch fish like that. And he says, um, you know, why don't you, if you, you know, if you know where these local 
fishing places are, why don't you go out and catch, you know, 15 fish, 20 fish, and, and start to sell those off so you don't have to go out and catch fish every day? And the guy's like, well, I, you know, I, I don't need that many fish. I just catch enough for my family. I go out, I catch my quick fish, I come back, I, you know, take a nap for the rest of the day, I hang out with my kids, we play on the beach, we eat our dinner together, and kind of rinse and repeat. I get to do that every day. And so the guys, you know, he, the, the idea people, the business people, you know, he, the, the, the business guy goes, um, well, look, if you did this for, you know, if you caught, you know, five extra fish for the next year, saved up that money, if you sold those back to, you know, people like me, your other, you know, locals around here, you sell that, eventually you can build up and buy a whole nother boat, teach another guy to go out and fish, he can catch all those fish, and you keep compounding this money, Eventually, you could have, you know, 15, 20 boats. You could then, you know, uh, bring all these fish in, get a little ice packing facility here, start to ship those fish all over the world, and, you know, build this monster empire, this fishing empire, based on the knowledge that you have here today. And, and the fisherman, you know, just goes, okay, then what? He's like, well, you know, after you build this empire, you have all this money. You could do an IPO for your company. You could be, you know, uh, extremely wealthy, um, you know, for all these years of work. You put in this long effort, and one day you can sell your company for multi-millions of dollars and hand down generational, generational wealth to your family. And the fisherman goes, okay, and then what? And he says, and then... You have all the money in the world. You'll get to spend as much time with you want with with your family. You get to you know hang out on the beach, play with your kids. Well, they're probably you know old and gone now. Play with your grandkids. You get to catch local fish, eat the local food, do whatever you want. And the parable of the story is he's like, but sir, that's what I do today. I get to spend all day with my kids. I go out for a quick you know fishing trip. I get to teach my kids. I go fishing with my kids. It's a hobby. I enjoy that time. I teach them this life that I live, and I get to do whatever I want to do today, not 30 years from now. And we don't need to be multi-millionaires to live our life that we want today. So, we can apply that to just about every one of our lives, and it applies directly to this concept of retirement. It's, you know, you keep building this giant nest egg for this someday that you'll get to do what we think is successful or what we think really matters in life, but the opportunity cost that we're giving up in terms of days of our life today in our prime with the most important people in the world, our kids and our family, you know, that's that's where that's where things just come crashing down for me. So if you have kids, you're probably aware of how fast this time goes. I have a seven and four-year-old and I already can't believe how fast it goes. My seven-year-old already doesn't want to hang out with me. Wants to hang out with his friends. Uh, when he gets home, it you know it used to be, oh, dad, let's let's you know throw me up on the couch. Let's play with me over here. Uh, you know, I still got a you know a couple years left. He does enjoy throwing some football with me, but he comes home now and wants to go. Dad, can I go to my friends? Can I go over here? Can I spend the night with this person? I'm like, man, what? <laughs> I wasn't even cool for a couple years. So, all that to say, wow, you know this time. It's so valuable that we can't, uh, 
you know, overstate how important it is that we are spending that time and that we're being diligent about our resources and about the plan that we have for this life, okay? So ultimately, what can you do? So step one, you know, if you are going to make a difference, if, if you're if you're irritated by this model like I am, what, you know, and you're, you're actively going to put a plan together to make a change, in my mind, here, here's what you have to do. So step one is you have to understand what success looks like for you. You have to understand what, what, what your ideal life is, what, you know, what your why is. Why do you get up in the morning? You know, is it your kids? Is it someone else? Is it your significant other if you don't have kids yet? But you have to define what success looks like or else you'll never know if you're on the right track to get there and it will be impossible for you to build a plan for your life if you don't know what that end result is. Dean Graziosi in his um, uh, book, Millionaire Success Habits, if you haven't read that, Highly recommend you check that out. That was a very pivotable, pivotal, pivot. I don't know, a pivotable book for me when uh, you know when I was younger. When that book first came out, highly recommend it. Highly recommend you follow Dean Graziosi on all the social medias. Very positive, inspirational person in general. But you know, he says you, to in order to have a successful life, you you have to know what that looks like. He goes out and asks all these people. Um, he says, "Hey, what what don't you want to happen in life?" And he, you know, says that almost everybody. If you go up and ask anyone that question, what don't you want in life? You know, most people tell you, "I don't want debt. I don't want uh, bills. I don't want all these things." They can ramble off a list of all the things they don't want to happen in life. But if you ask someone, "What do you want your life to look like? What what do you want in your life?" Most people freeze up. They don't have the answer. And they haven't thought or put the energy into what, you know, what what am I attracting? What do I want this life to look like? And so that's why it's step one. You have to know what success looks like for you. Um, he he uses, also uses the analogy, you know, when they're in these uh, these guys that go uh, like white rod rafting, you, you, they're in these, you know, you're rowing, it's very dangerous, you get your helmets on and stuff. He says the instructor never says, don't hit that rock, you know, don't hit this. We just, instead, they they point at where we do want to go. It's like if we focus on the negatives, that's automatically where you're going to end up. If you focus on don't hitting the rock, your mind's going to be nonstop looking at that rock and you'll probably end up hitting it. Likewise, you know, in life, if we just focus on the things we don't want to happen, we give those things too much energy, those are the things that tend to, we tend to, not be able to avoid because there's so much emphasis on them. So step one, understand what success looks like. Define what your why looks like. And one exercise that was helpful for me is to define what a dream day would look like. You know, talk about what time you would get up in the morning. Talk about everything you would do that day, all right? And at the end... You know, I was surprised when I really wrote this out, I was surprised how close or how very little I would have to change in order to live this dream day. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was too far off from what I was already doing. Um, obviously, there was, you know, some, some, uh, 
some there are some things in there that were, were a little bit difficult to change, but ultimately that exercise will show you what needs to change and where you are today in order to understand what that gap looks like between where you want to be and where you are so you can build a plan accordingly, okay? So once you have that plan, we'll go to step two, and that's determine what that life will cost you. I find it helpful to look at cost on a monthly basis. This is typically, you know, um, most people equate things to monthly expenses, um, myself included. And so determine what this life will cost you. I mean, what, what, how much money do you really need to not have to work that job anymore, not have to do something that you don't enjoy or that takes you away from your family during the time that you really um, want to be with them? Okay, so determine what that cost you. It's likely less than you think. And if you're really passionate about this, you can look at things like geographic arbitrage. And, and what that means is are, there are there are 100% cheaper places on this planet to live than the United States. And so what that geographic arbitrage means is can you create an income in the United States where we're you know likely one of the, the best economies in the world, you're going to make the highest wage you can likely make anywhere else in the world in the United States. And can you take that kind of income and then go live a lifestyle in one of these other countries where the cost of living is so cheap that your money goes much further. Okay, there's um, this could be a whole separate topic, and you can do your own research. I'm not an expert on geo-arbitrage, but places like Thailand, Costa Rica, usually like, you know, these these smaller countries with the lower cost of living. I mean, that's, if you're really passionate, I know that's not feasible for everyone. We have, you know, lots of folks have larger families, and I've not particularly done this, but... Um, I know lots of folks who have done it successfully and uh, and really enjoy it. So, but the other big factor when determining what what this dream life costs for you is looking at the opportunity costs of the life you're living today. So, do you really need that? You know, three, four, five. Gosh, don't go higher than five hundred dollar car payments um, if you can't afford it. Now, if you can afford it, I'm a I'm a person that <laughs> you should have as nice of things as you want if you have that type of income and money. But I see way too many people, and it's way more common for the folks who can't afford these car payments to have these very high things that they just can't afford. And so when we look at the opportunity cost of all these things that you don't need, that you can't afford, and that you're spending a large chunk of your life's energy on creating income just to go right back out the door in expenses. That's what really irritates me. And those are the things, those are the opportunities you have to turn them around and start to build a life on your terms and a life by your design, okay? So once you know what that cost looks like, what are the areas that you can cut if you need to? Um, I'm definitely not a cut the coffee, you know, out of your budget kind of guy. Um, th those kinds of things likely aren't going to be material in the long run. You know, three or four bucks a day um, isn't going to make you wealthy and likely will not change your financial situation enough. You need to look at these big things. What, you know, do you have student loan debt, money flying out the window every month that you can't keep a hold of? You have car payments that you can't afford. Even if you can afford them, 
Look at what you're missing out on if you had that money to do something else with it, okay? So that is uh, all I'm going to say on that topic. We'll likely dig more into that on another episode. But then step three is to build your plan. What are you going to do? You, uh, you, know, you now know this is the life I want to live. This is what a successful life to me looks like. Here's how much it costs. So now you have, I mean, you, you, you have what you need right there. Now you have to build a plan. How am I going to get that cost? What do I need to do? What do I need to change in my life to be able to live my dream life? Okay? And I highly recommend build yourself a five-year plan. It may, it may uh, feel very aggressive, and it should. <clears throat> okay? You can maybe build a, you know, it, it may turn into a little bit more than five, but I, yeah, build a five-year plan. It may go over. It should be aggressive because ultimately we're talking about your life here, okay? Get aggressive and get after it. There, I mean, look, you, yeah, I know the YOLO uh, community it got a lot of negative hype around it, but you truly only live once. What, what are we doing here? Get after it, okay? And this plan... Now, unless unless you're truly going to get after your savings rate and you don't have any debt, this plan will likely need to incorporate something more than you just working your W-2 income. You're likely going to have to start a business, buy a business, do something in real estate. But real estate is a tricky one. Most people jump to real estate. Real, most people gravitate towards real estate because it's very trendy, you can create a ton of income on it. I've really built my whole business and my brand on real estate, but it's very difficult to jump into just to create income. Real estate's more of a wealth building, long-term, get rich, slow plan. So, um, yeah, you now you can definitely there. I will dig into real estate in another channel. But my point of step three is your plan is likely, I'm going to say 98% going to have to include you doing something outside of your regular job. You know, starting up a side hustle that you can scale into a business, starting up, you know, something, partnerships with someone. You have something that this world needs and you have to get after it, market it, and get it out there and start creating some kind of income because ultimately your life is on the line, okay? If you don't define your dream life, your why, you know, you're truly what this is, it will be impossible for you to live a fulfilled life. There's, there's a, there's is a pandemic of people in this country that live a depressed life. I would go out and venture, and I'm not a medical guy by any means, but I would go out to venture that we're at an all-time high depression rate in the world today. With all this social media comparison syndrome, everyone thinks that people truly live their life like they do on their highlight reel on social media, and if you don't know what your dream life looks like, if you don't know what your highlight reel should include, how will you know when you have fulfilled that? 
if you don't have a plan and you're just going through the motions with life and you expect to be happy on the other side or when you get to a point when you start to, you know, look back one day, when you're sitting in the nursing home or you're, you know, on your deathbed and you look back at at your life, do you want to say, man, that went by quick, I'm, you know, I met some cool people, or do you want to say, man, I freaking got after it, I, I, I went, I did everything I wanted to do. If I can sit on that chair one day and say, man, I am glad I got after it, no regrets, I think that's, that's the way you have to live your life. So I hope you got some value out of this. I hope this really hit home because too many people go off and give their life's energy away for a pipe dream that when you get there and you're, you hit your retirement and you're too old to do anything, I mean, look, I don't wish that on anyone. I, you know, everyone that's on that path and is doing what they are doing today and, you know, you're planning to retire... I truly hope that, you know, the technology, medical breakthroughs come through and, and you do get to live an extraordinary life in your elder ages. I hope you make it that far. I truly do. But I see way too often that people's time just gets cut short and they they think they have all the time in the world to turn it around, but you likely don't. And if you do but you were on a plan like you didn't, I mean, is there a downside? I mean, you you plan like you're not going to be here, you know, or every day you're grateful and you keep waking up. I mean, it's a, there's really no downside there. There's no downside to getting after it and living your dream life as soon as possible. The longer you wait, I mean, yeah. There, there, there's there's no downside there. So the last thing I'll just leave you with is, you know, I often when I have this conversation with folks, they, you know, give me the, I'm not a money guy. I'm not, I'm not interested in money. I'm, I, you know, I'm not into all that. that. You guys are way too smart to know all these finances and stuff. Guys, don't give me that BS because you're getting up, you're spending 40 hours of your life's energy every week to create money to get an income coming in don't tell me you don't care about it you're likely spending more time than you do any other thing in your life to go make money but you won't spend if it is hey if you don't know and you and you need to know you're going to spend 40 hours this week working. You won't spend 10 minutes a day learning about something about money if that's what you think your limiting belief is on why you're not living your dream life. And if you can honestly tell yourself that, I'm not willing to read a book. I mean, for God's sakes, you have YouTube. I mean, you can honestly learn anything you want. I could probably learn to do open-heart surgery on YouTube if I felt a strong enough need. You can you can learn to do anything on YouTube. There's and I mean information is abundant today. You don't need to spend a lot of time. So get that excuse out of here. Not buying it. All right guys, this one's going a little long. I know I've been ranting, but I'm very passionate about this topic. 
I hope I hit home to someone out there. I hope you got one nugget out of here that you can change and at least start to put your life on the, I don't want to say the right direction, but a different direction or a direction that's more aligned with your dream life. And if that's the case and you got any value out of this, I would love a rating. Um, Tell me what you thought. Hit the Q&A, whatever option you have down there to interact with this show. I'm still new to it. I don't know how all this stuff works, to be truly honest with you. But I hope you have a blessed day. I hope you have an amazing life. And I hope you have abundance for everything to come your way. Until next time, this is the All I Have Show.